Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 432, August 5th, 2020. It was 100 degrees on this day in 1947. She was a hot summer. 48 degrees was the low on this day in 1994. The swimming season is not done by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, the weekend forecast calls for July-like sultriness. I hope you've been in touch with Aquaside. They've been helping people maintain Great Lake Shores for years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to algae. Uh, Aquaside products are easy to use, they work quickly, and they are registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are safe for you, your family, and that lunker that's hiding under the dock. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. There's no need. Call Aquaside today, White Bear Lake Company. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long, and that way you can be just pestered to beat hell by all the neighborhood neighborhood kids at your house. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I reread the uh, piece from the Wall Street Journal written by Andrew A. Mitchta. Uh, I bet all of you have reread it. Uh, yeah. He laid out the mystery pretty well, and I've had I've had other deeper thoughts. Let's let's, for the sake of argument, say there's a plan uh, that they're behind the curtain somewhere. Someone is pulling the strings to uh, deconstruct America, to wreck it. That it's it's highly organized in an underground way. We just don't see it or know it. Maybe the goal to bring about the end of capitalism, to bring about the end of the Constitution, to bring about the end of the country as we know it, maybe the goal is to become a society experiencing such lawlessness that as Americans we will cave and beg the government to become even larger for purposes of protecting us. Wow. Maybe we'll cave and say we need we need a bigger government. That this has to stop. And the lawlessness is everywhere, and that government by then would be uh, uh, peopled with people from the movement itself, and they will have taken over. Oh my God! <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> well, okay, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But do you have enough? Not faith would be the wrong word. But enough belief that they're smart enough to pull this off because I think they're so incompetent. There's not a chance, and you know what, that they'd be that they'd be able to pull this off. Well, they're competent enough to keep funding the elections of district attorneys who are corrupt, and by corrupt I mean they're soft on crime. To my viewpoint, that's corruption. Sure. Listen to this one. But wait a minute. Do you believe that they've actually sat down and had that discussion? About district you know, the, attorneys or the a, takeover of the country? Yeah, the takeover. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big conspiracy theory here, and that would have to be highly organized, wouldn't it? I said, for the sake of argument, let us believe that this is happening behind a curtain somewhere, that this is being orchestrated very mm-hmm. carefully yeah. to the point where we will be yelling for help 
begging for help. Well, aren't we already doing that now? And it won't be police. It'll be community safety and butterfly departments. And, and it, it's going to be it's going to be craziness. But listen to this. An alleged gang member in New York City was involved in three drive-by shootings just weeks after he was released without bail following an attempted murder arrest. Darius Sutton, 23, was previously nabbed in connection with a shooting on May 16 in Brooklyn's East New York, where Justice Department officials said he shot and seriously injured a man, according to the New York Daily News. He was reportedly charged with attempted murder, assault with intent to cause injury, and criminal possession of a weapon. However, he was released without bail after the only witness withdrew their statement. At the time of arraignment, the sole witness had recanted, so we did not have sufficient evidence to keep the defendant in custody, a spokesperson for the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office told Fox News. The investigation is continuing, and we hope other witnesses come forward. Since his release, the alleged Bloods gang member committed three drive-by shootings in the month of July alone, federal prosecutors said, according to the report. Even before his May arrest, he was reportedly up to no good. In one case on April 20, he allegedly shot his victim, whom the outlet identifies as a rival gang member, three times in the back from roughly six feet away, court papers show. The defendant's violent spree over the last year has left at least seven individuals with gunshot wounds, federal prosecutors wrote in July 29 court papers. The defendant is extraordinarily violent by any measure, and he has shown total disregard for the lives of others. Court papers show Sutton was previously convicted on March 9, 2015, for assault with intent to cause bodily injury. He was sentenced to two years in prison. Sutton was arrested by federal law enforcement on July 29th and charged for possessing a weapon despite being a felon, according to multiple reports. He is being held at a federal jail in Brooklyn and faces up to a decade behind bars, which I predict he will not serve. What? Of course what? not. What? Huh? Uh-huh. It, look... There's a subtle collapse of things taking place. I don't think it's subtle, bro. <laughs> I mean, you've got already part of the activism groups. Uh, part of their uh, mission is to uh, to have bailed out all the protesters in, in Minneapolis, for example. They raise the funds. And these goofballs like, you know. Justin Timberlake and all Justin these Justin Timberlake yeah. and the rest of these morons contribute money to it. Unwittingly participating in what's happening. Uh, here, I got another doozy for you. Got another doozy for you. Mm. Where did I put it? Right here. In the doozy file. This this one is pretty good. Takes the cake. <clears throat> a group of protesters has filed a lawsuit against the city of Seattle, claiming the police department's anti-riot gear prevents them from exercising their First Amendment rights. <laughs> KIRO-TV reported the suit was filed Monday on behalf of five protesters who attended the July 25 protest on Capitol Hill that police later declared a riot. They are seeking an order from a judge to stop the city from using controversial tactics on protesters, including blast balls and pepper spray, because protesters now must purchase expensive equipment to be assured that they will be able to protest safely. So they're not protesting. They're criminals. They're, rioting. they're rioters. They're not protesters. Uh, the filing claims the indiscriminate use of weapons by the Seattle Police Department implicates equal protection. It went on to say that each of the plaintiffs was unable to protest for a period of time for want of additional gear necessitated by the police department's unmitigated, indiscriminate tactics uh, utilized without restraint. It, this is Alice in Wonderland. This is upside down. Yeah. 
the plaintiffs further war. argue the plaintiffs further argue that the continued misuse of war munitions against civilians turns the streets, a public forum inside a protest, into a pay-to-protest racket. We're only a privileged few who are wealthy enough or popular enough to crowdsource funds to purchase gear akin to that used by the police department. Fox News reported that some of the items listed as necessary protest gear included boots, gloves, helmets, and gas masks. The Seattle City Council is currently considering plans to slash its police spending by 50%. Oh, sure. Go right ahead. A prospect that was not lost on the plaintiffs who declared it is chilling to the bone that this quelling is occurring at the hands of the police department, the agency whose very existence is being challenged. Uh, The Seattle City Attorney's Office issued a statement to KIRO in reaction to the suit saying they would look into the claims. The plaintiffs are asking the judge, or for a judge, to order the city to cease using certain less lethal weapons to control and suppress demonstrations and to pay for the protesters' costs with filing the lawsuit. You're not protesters. You're not protesters. You're criminal. Seattle descended into chaos. Uh, we already know. Police department abandoned its precinct in the area for weeks, leading to delays in responding calls over several blocks. Multiple people were shot, and at least one person was killed during the cop-free chop takeover, but police were eventually able to dismantle the encampment, arresting dozens of demonstrators. And these entitled young people who have been raised without consequence in the greatest country of the world, have the gall to say, you're going to have to pay for us to have better equipment to be criminals. Because that's what they're saying. You're not protesting. And watch these fools cave. If that happens, it's truly over. Exactly what I was thinking, yeah. They're just as bad off as we are. Wow. And and, and look look what's happened to the law profession. They're... You can find a lawyer, they apparently have, more than willing to do this. Oh, you, they were probably running to the front of the line to represent yeah. these people. There's, there, the center is not holding. The center is not holding. And these judges, they, they, like you were saying earlier with the, uh, with, with the young man that might not serve the 10 years, well, of course he's not going to. These judges have to stop being so lenient. Uh-huh. This Imagine isn't helping that. us. Imagine that. Seattle, uh, once a really cool city, is, is completely owned and operated by Mysterians. Not owned. Uh, operated run, by Mysterians. Yeah, yeah. Run by Mysterians. Uh, and they've let it degrade to the cool. point where... Yeah. They, they, they've let it degrade to the point where uh, it's not a city anyone would want to visit. Uh, same with Portland, Oregon. Run by, again... Uh, the progressive left, who, uh, again, going back to my opening statement, let's say for the sake of argument, I'm not floating a conspiracy theory, I'm imagining one. Let's say for the sake of argument, this is all being orchestrated by the placing in city council seats and mayor's positions and district attorney offices, the kind of people who will allow this to develop, the kind of people who have a a particularly distaste, distaste for America, and they've been able to convince themselves that it has a racist and oppressive past, and everything will be looked at from the lens of racism, and you're, you're getting all these white privileged fools uh, on city councils and mayor's offices and district attorney offices to uh, be party to this, to the point where they will take over by being able to demonstrate 
that they can bring it to an end uh, if only we do the following. And by then, America will be so hungry for peace and quiet, they'll acquiesce to it. There goes the Constitution. There goes capitalism. There goes your individual liberties. And there goes your freedom. Back to the Brooklyn story, Joe. Did we get a, a reason for no bail? Did we get an, an explanation? Did we get no, any no. type of... Re- what What in the hell? Yeah, I don't know why... Uh, uh, it's like a bad the, movie. It's like the a witness. bad 30s gangster movie <laughs> yes. where, the, where the witnesses are silenced. A witness recanted, and they said, Oh, yeah, see you later, Darius. You can go now. Oh, my God. You go back to kill But then he goes Darius. and commits three more crimes, and they rearrest him. And where is he now? He's, he's in a jail in Brook. He's in jail in Brooklyn. Apparently, oh, not bailed out. Yeah, yeah. Buddy of mine's having lunch with his uh, girlfriend, Stewart neighborhood, outside of Soberfish. Uh, three Somali young teenagers come up, grab her purse. He takes off after him, catches up with him, grabs the purse, gets knocked to the ground and uh, beat up. They call the cops. Cops never came. That was yesterday. Where was mm-hmm. this, Kenny? Seward neighborhood, East Franklin. Wow. <laughs> Which I know everybody's afraid of Franklin, but this is far East Franklin. But, you know, Riverside is close. And this was lunch, you said? So lunchtime? Yeah, middle of the day. Wow. Well, I, you know, I told you about my buddy on Highland Parkway. I got his wallet yeah. taken. Yep. Yeah. I noticed yesterday when I heard some sirens that... I don't hear sirens anymore in South Minneapolis. Really? The crime has gone up, and I don't hear sirens. We're, we've ran out of police officers. And well, the department I, I is short. I, I, yeah, I, I don't blame the ones that retired or quit or did whatever they did. I, I don't blame them. That's where we're at. No, they've been stigmatized. They've been scapegoated yeah. They, yeah. by these hypocritical fools who... Then have to call the police when they, when they need them for oh, their own protection. Speaking of that, did you see the update on Lisa Bender? Uh, yeah, oh. but maybe you know something I don't. Well, apparently, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There's an article in today's Star Tribune on the Bender house vandalism. Oh yeah, I read it. And it says that they filed the police report for insurance purposes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sure oh. Okay. 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 So, so, wow. It's amazing. But you know what I'm wondering? I don't think enough people are paying close enough attention. I really don't. I was talking to someone that lives very close to Kenny, maybe within within a mile of where Kenny does. And she's about 30% aware of what we are. Yeah. I've noticed that with uh, somebody two doors down, no TV, no radio, doesn't follow the news on the internet. Has no idea what's going on. Wow. What a peaceful actually, life he must be having. I <laughs> was actually shocked the night of the, the initial uh, protest where they walked from 38th and Chicago over to the 3rd Precinct. And all those people were walking down 38th. And uh, she was like, oh, what, what's, what's going on down on 38th? Well, on the, uh, on the front page of the Strib yesterday, you had the guy... That was yelling at, was it the owner or the brother of the owner of the Cup Foods? Brother of the owner. Brother of the owner saying, you can't reopen the store. This is a memorial now. W- yeah. What? It has reopened. Well, well good. I, I, that was going to be my follow-up. But that's the mindset of these people. 
but it, it, it might be a memorial, but it's it's a violent place to go, and nobody dares go over there anymore. Yeah, he's probably better off just keeping it closed. Well, it's his livelihood. It's a small little family operation. You know, all of those buildings uh, on that corner but, are just independently owned small operations. But, Kenny, is it going to be worth it for him to keep his doors open? Because, like you said, it's become such a violent hotbed daily that it might I, not even be worth it for him to have his I doors open. I would guess open. the neighbors are more than willing to support him. Okay. I mean, we all love our neighborhood stores. Of course. Uh, absolutely. You know, well, check this it. out. <laughs> You're sure to bring us back down again. <laughs> well... Greetings, Joe. The Unicorn Council of the once great but quickly sinking city of Minneapolis is championing a bogus poll in their efforts to defund the police department. We talked about this poll yesterday. Carol Evan and Bring Me the News both reported on the poll, which claims a majority of registered voters in Minneapolis support major changes to policing, including the potential dismantling of the MPD. Actually, only 668 registered voters out of 425,000 residents were interviewed from July 16th to the 23rd. And what the salon dwellers likely don't want residents to know is that the poll was commissioned by the ACLU and the Fairness Project. It was conducted by Benson Strategy Group. A closer look at Benson Strategy Group reveals it to be a group of slick marketing and PR spin doctors with offices in New York, Washington, D.C., Denver, and Santa Monica. According to their website, uh, Bensimer Strategic Group is a strategic research consultancy <clears throat> that marries language expertise with innovative research to frame choices so that your brand is the only answer. We advise global corporations, political leaders, and institutions in dynamic, competitive scenarios. We understand the rhythm and nuances of language and words. We give you the right words to use and much more. We map the competitive landscape so you know where to play and how to win. We give you the messaging framework and strategic roadmap so that everyone in your organization knows why the messaging is powerful and how it will help you achieve the outcomes you want. We are problem solvers and history makers cultural anthropologists and communication strategists. We are big thinkers, unafraid and always questioning, relentless in our pursuit of the right answer, which in itself is a falsehood. It would be the only answer that they would be fine, acceptable. It's not, that's right. not the truth. This is the manipulation of truth. Joel, right. this is the same garbage Lisa Bender and her adult children social activists were trying to ram da- ramrod down the throats of Minneapolis residents during the debate over the 2040 plan. At that time, they claimed it was what the majority of residents wanted for the city. B as in B. They have no interest in what the majority of residents want or need, particularly safe streets, free of crime in the summer and snow and ice in the winter. You know, the basics. This is virtue signaling and shameless pandering to the progressive left in their fiefdom wards. But as a ray of hope, I get the sense that residents have had enough of Bender, the Unicorn Council, and the Boy Mayor. The prematurely prematurely gray-haired women around Lake Harriet, weary of seeing tent encampments at the Bandshell, are getting windmilled by this group of clowns they put in office. I predict their days in the salon are numbered, and many will be out in next year's election, meaning 2021. But can we afford to wait that long? Keep pushing back. Loyal GL listener in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. I love GLers who who take the ball and run with it. Uh, I mean, he went right to this Bensimer group, a uh, Benson strategy group, and did the did the homework. It's, uh, Joe, it's they're all false evil. Yeah, that's the work of the devil. They that's need the to be put the, out of business. That's right. They're admitting... That's, that, that, 
they're admitting, look, we'll take a yeah. poll, but we'll yeah. arrange it so you can't possibly fail it. <laughs> oh, that's 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 burning hell. You're, no, that's wow. They need to be shut down. That's evil. Well, what they've done, what they've done, uh, I would imagine it's very lucrative trade they're in. Their offices in New York, Washington, Santa Monica, Denver. What they've done is figure out how to make money on the mystery. <laughs> we will twist the truth yeah, so far. We'll, we'll, we'll get rid of the truth no for you. What. Yeah, you'll yeah. win. You Great want a ballot? Satan, yeah. You will be Lord Almighty. You want a poll that says you should get rid of the cops? Leave it to us. We got her handled. We, I can take. We'll take. We got that one. Wow. We got that. Say when that's we come those, back. That, that's I want to those play polls, you. Joe. Th- those polls that we've all taken and read, where they give us three options, and all three options are awful, and we would never answer the question that way. But we right. don't have any choice, so we have to pick one of the three. Right. Yeah, uh, when right. we come back, let's hear audio from uh, Mayor Fry and uh, Governor Walls, who continue to throw handfuls of sand at each other at their at their nursery school sandbox they've been <laughs> occupying. But first, I want to tell you about the Chill Boys and ChillBoys.com, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, get your guy the gift of comfort, all right? The entire Garage Logic crew has been rocking Ravers. Chill Boys for a number of weeks right now. Yes, Kenny. Ravers. Yes. It is National underwear day today you are kidding me it is national underwear day today i am not kidding it's national underwear day and that is exactly why i went for the performance boxers today with chill boys i love these boxers they're the most comfortable underwear you will ever own local minnesota company fast and free shipping on orders that are over 40 dollars in the united states go online see their entire selection of boxers T-shirts, sunglasses, local company, like I said, and you'll get it like that. Chillboys.com, place your order today, and please let them know that you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. It might be National Underwear Day uh, nationwide, but here at the Olson household, every day is AimHighConstructionMN.com day. I got an email yesterday morning from Chris Miller and uh, G. Ellers. I have to thank you. It sounds like you're lining up and getting put on the schedule for projects this winter. Thank you so much. You're about to learn what I've learned so far. It's been wonderful. High-quality craftsmanship, timely completion, amazing customer service that goes way above and beyond. They can handle almost any job, uh, any, any job I throw at them anyway. And no matter what your construction needs are, they can do it. Remodels, new construction, kitchens, bathrooms, basements, uh, all of it. Yeah, they'll do it. And aimhighconstructionmn.com, of course they can get you a roof. They can also help you with your design consultation, and they're going to work within your budget like they did for us. And if you need financing, they offer it. Anyway, uh, less about you and more about me. <laughs> they're, coming, they're coming back to my house next week to tear out the old cabinets and floor on Monday, then laying a new floor right away on Tuesday. The new cabs are almost done, and they're going to go in here in the next few weeks. The whole process has far exceeded my expectation, and you know what? It's come in under budget. If you need it to go smoothly, you want to deal with someone you can trust, log on to the website, ask questions, and then schedule that estimate with Chris and Keith and his crew, and get ready to be happy. AimHighConstructionMN.com. 
Esme Murphy managed to get comments from Mayor Fry and Governor Walls yesterday. And uh, I think it's instructive uh, for you to hear this uh, as, they, uh, as they continue to squabble about who threw who under which bus. Since the unrest following George Floyd's death, why was the National Guard slow in responding to the violence in Minneapolis and St. Paul? During the riots at the end of May, Governor Tim Walz appeared to blame Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. Now the mayor is saying that he believes the governor hesitated to call out the National Guard. As May Murphy reports on the continued fallout and what is at stake. With large sections of Minneapolis and St. Paul still in ruins, the question lingers. Why did it take so long to get the National Guard on the streets? Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry has consistently said what he told us on June 2nd. I will speak the truth. And the truth is that on Wednesday, around 6 p.m., I called the governor and asked for the National Guard. Text messages and emails from the mayor's office for Wednesday, May 27th, back that up. But the governor has said the official ask from the city came the next day, May 28th, in this letter. Governor Tim Walls agrees the mayor did call him Wednesday night, but here's where the mayor and governor's accounts differ. Governor Walls did not consider the Wednesday phone call from Fry a hard ask, but a more general ask about potential guard help. I don't think the mayor knew what he was asking for. I think the mayor said I request the National Guard. Whew, I'm out this great. We're going to have massively trained troops. No, you're going to have 19-year-olds who are cooks. General John Jensen, then the adjutant general of the Minnesota National Guard, testified in Republican Senate hearings that only 700 out of the 13,000 Minnesota Guardsmen and women had been trained for riots. As bad as Thursday night uh, was, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't quite comfortable with going to the governor and saying, hey, let's bring on uh, less trained uh, soldiers. So on Friday night, May 29th, the Guard went with the 700 troops, and the rioting and violence was once again out of control. So on Saturday, May 30th, the governor did what had never been done before. He activated the entire Minnesota National Guard. That put 4,500 troops on the streets on Saturday and more than 7,000 on the streets on Sunday. And that is when the violence finally eased. Esme Murphy, WCCO 4 News. Great that's job. A, Great that's job, a, Esme. Wow. That's astonishing. If Walls thinks so poorly of the National Guard, why is there one? He served in it for 100 years. Right. That's I among his believe. many, 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 many paychecks you'll have coming in. That was a up and out. That was a diss. Yeah. That was, as they say, throwing shade. What do you want me to do? Bring in 19-year-olds who are cooks? Yes, I do want you to. They're in the National Guard. Right. We'll take anyone right now. The city <laughs> is on fire. I'll take your cooks. <laughs> yeah, hell yes. God hell almighty. Hell yes. It sounds to me like the, uh, the general there was kind of trying to side with walls. Well, kinda... Is it because he, walls was one of his own? I don't know, but he was saying, well, we only have 700 trained for this. Uh, I got news for you, National Guard, unless they're part of the theory I've developed. You better train about 5,000 people for this kind of response if that's going to be your excuse. Mm -hmm. And how, a, how fitting, too, Joe, that that is finally what caused the, 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 the rioting and the looting and, and the tension within the metro to finally calm down. Oh, and, these are the, and these are the oh same people. I'll never forget it, Kenny. I think I sent you the, the, the tweet video that I saw, and I finally went, 
Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was such a relief. And these are the same people that want to defund the police and think that the police are the problem. Okay, to continue with my opening thoughts, five years from now, you're going to be wishing for such relief that you'll accept martial law, which there goes your freedom. And the Mysterians will be taking over. They'll be storming the gates of the White House. They'll install themselves as the leaders of the country. They'll create a new constitution unless there's tremendous pushback. Pushback is more important now than ever before. Let me give you a small example of pushback that really doesn't have anything to do with crime, but it's a story that so disappointed me. I I want to uh, I want to relay it. Uh, <coughs> uh, owners of a Michigan bed and breakfast have removed a Norwegian flag outside of their business <laughs> after being accused of promoting racism from people who think it is a Confederate flag. <laughs> You know, that should be funny. I know. That should be hysterical. I saw saw this this morning. (laughs) Kirsten and Greg Offenecker, owners of the Nordic Pineapple, hung the flag opposite of the American flag after they moved into the Civil War era mansion in 2018, the Lansing State Journal reported. They took both flags down last week. The red flag with a blue cross superimposed on a white cross is a nod to Kirsten Offenbecker's grandfather, who was born in Norway. The Norwegian flag has the same colors as the Confederate flag, but the patterns and and symbols are different. The Confederate flag is red with a blue X containing white stars. The couple said they would never have thought anyone would mistake the Norwegian flag for something else. Mm. I don't see it because I grew up with the Norwegian flag, Kirsten Offenbecker said. To me, they are two distinct flags. Several community members have urged the couple to put the Norwegian flag back up, but the Offenbeckers say they won't until they can figure out a way to make sure it is not mistaken for the Confederate flag. Uh, The couple wrote in a July 20 post on the Nordic Pineapples Facebook page, We love being members of the St. John's community, that's Michigan, and are heartbroken to have had to make this decision given the current cultural climate and idea that people are judging us based on the misconception of the national Norwegian flag versus the Confederate flag. This is what is best for our family and our inn. The couple, who has two black children, said they have done their best to help their children navigate racism in America in the aftermath of George Floyd, Floyd, uh, okay. Uh, I'm terribly disappointed in the Offenbeckers. You can't accommodate the stupidity, Kirsten. You can't can't accommodate the stupidity. They they even say, we won't put it back up until we're sure it won't be mistaken again. That'll never happen because people are stupid. People are stupid and they're on a hair trigger. It's a tidal wave of stupidity, Joe. It's mm-hmm. a tsunami of stupidity. Put that they flag back s- up. They need to survive. They, they can't take this. I, I see. They're I disagree. Small little operation. I, I disagree. Put the sign back up and put a very... I can get you a sign, by right, the way. Right, right. Put a now? sign under it that says, hey, you idiots who think this is a Confederate flag, look again. It's the flag of the country of Norway. Or do like the side-by-side underneath. Yeah. Norway? Not Norway. Right. <laughs> Don't, Kenny, I couldn't disagree with you more because at the rate we're going, they'll never have a business to defend. They won't, in, in the new United States, they won't exist. Oof. Yeah, well, this is one of those fight or flee arguments, and I flee and you fight. I, absolutely, we have to. Put the, put the Norwegian flag back up, Kirsten, and put a sign under it saying, morons. This is not the Confederate flag. It's the, state, it's the flag of Norway. Look it up. 
Why oh, should she oh. have to accommodate this idiocy? This is kind of akin to Trader Joe. You know, yes. they caved right away, and then they they, they up after yeah after a week or so. But you nailed you know, it. And, and I don't disagree with you, Joe. But I certainly understand where they're coming from. They uh, they don't want the controversy. They just want to run their B and B. But you nailed it. They just it. want beige. That they that, just want beige. That is what this is. the The entire uh, uh, not pandemic, right. but whatever we're dealing with right now, it's the perfect storm of anger, entitlement, and stupidity. That's exactly yeah. what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. And, and a generation, if not two, of kids uh, who have been utterly failed by the failed academy at every level. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The dumb among us right now are the loudest, and they have mm-hmm. the most influence. Mm-hmm. Put the and, damn and, flag yeah. back up. And you're right, Joe. It, it's those of us that need to push back that aren't pushing back. Like I said yesterday... Those of us that are in political agreement in my neighborhood, it's like we're having a meeting in Germany, uh, a, a, an anti a resistance meeting in Nazi Germany. You know, everything's talked in whispers and don't say that too loud or they'll hear us and then we'll be pro. You know, you know what I mean? That's what it's like. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I'm, I'm disappointed in your neighbors. You have every reason in the world to hold whatever political thoughts you hold. You think anybody in South Minneapolis is going to throw up a Trump sign? Or it, just never mind Trump. Anybody conservative? Well, no. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. you got to get away will from will be burned. Yeah, be you got to get away from the country's tallest buildings to see those signs. you got to get out towards Grundhoffers. Yes. You don't. You, you, you get peace and quiet out there in Hugo, and Grundhoffers old-fashioned meat market... Is right there at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, the most fabulous meat market you'll ever encounter. The tastiest brats, steaks, chops, burgers, chicken, shrimp, skewers, you name it. Uh, meatloaf to die for. All the GLers have discovered this uh, to the point where Spencer's adding 2,500 additional square feet to make more of the best. It's just absolutely incredible. He is... Uh, his gift giving uh, just concluded last week when he gave away a quarter side of beef that was won by a guy in White Bear named Craig Berries. Uh, I tell you what, the GLers have been uh, have been so fond of Grunhoffers that the business is expanding. It's a wonderful success story for uh, you, you wonderful GLers, and for Spencer Grunhoffer and his crew right there in Hugo. Ain't got no. Uh, Ain't got no speaking about politics in a soft voice out in Hugo. You can say whatever you want. That's right, bro. You're far, just far enough away from the country's tallest buildings. You just made it. You're just across the line, I think. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. We made it. Yeah. (laughs) Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo. It didn't take long for business owners to get the message that Sioux Falls, South Dakota is open for business. I'm Dean Diesick from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. We're getting a lot of inquiries about available sites in Sioux Falls for 100,000 square foot buildings. Maybe it's because South Dakota has seen less of an impact from coronavirus than other states. There have been fewer job losses here, and our state government is ending the fiscal year with a surplus. In Sioux Falls, you pay no corporate or personal state income tax, get one of the lowest workers' comp rates in the country, see a significantly lower cost of doing business, and your business won't be tied up, locked down, or hung up in red tape. 
Visit SiouxFallsDevelopment.com and get the facts. Sioux Falls is the right size community with the right business climate at the right time to grow your business. Get relief from excessive restrictions and costs. Expand your business to Sioux Falls. Pay us a visit at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. Boy, after the uh, first 40 minutes of this show, I can tell you what I'm looking forward to when I get home. Harmony Spirits. Handcrafted spirits made right here in Minnesota. Harmony, Minnesota, to be uh, to be exact. And guess what? Here's what they'd like you to do. They'd like you to go into your local liquor store and ask for them by name. It helps them spread the word, gets the word out to their distributor, and that's how we grow the brand. Yes, Harmony Spirits have the best handcrafted spirits. I'm telling you right now, you get the you get the bourbon whiskey, little bit of ginger ale, and about four ice cubes, and you're gonna be having yourself a good Wednesday night, right, Brasky? Mm-hmm. You, know, you st- I still need to get you out your uh, your whiskey, by the way. Uh, Rook's a big fan of the of the vodka and the rum. Johnny Heights a big fan of the gin. Listen, if you also hit up A Spirits in Hopkins, they carry all line of Harmony Spirits products, and they will ship it to nearly every state in the entire country. So check them out at Harmony Spirits on Twitter, HarmonySpirits.com. Check out their hours for their tasting room. And our new friends at Harmony Spirits, tell them that you heard about it on the Garage Logic podcast. Bruh. Big day, fellas. The uh, Minneapolis Charter Commission is expected to vote today on the proposal to disband the city's police department. Oh. Under the current charter language... The city council is required to fund a police force of a size proportionate to the city's population. But on June 26, the adult children in the Minneapolis City Council approved a proposal, a proposed amendment to city charter that would remove the requirement for a police department and replace it with a Department of Community Safety and Violence Prevention, which has within it a division of law enforcement services with licensed peace officers. The proposed amendment will have to be approved by a public vote, but before it can get on the ballot in November, the Charter Commission will make a decision on their recommendation for the amendment. Under state law, the Charter Commission has uh, 60 days to complete its review and submit its recommendation to the City Council. Uh, Today, they can uh, make one of four decisions, the, the Charter Commission. They can recommend that the City Council put the amendment on the ballot. They can recommend against putting the amendment on the ballot. They can send the city council alternative language for the amendment or give themselves 90 more days under state law to consider the question. Minneapolis City Council President Lisa Bender said if the Charter Commission chooses one of the first three options, the proposed amendment would go before the Policy and Oversight Committee uh, and they would meet tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, and then the city council will discuss the amendment next. Already today, there are letters to the editor and a long guest editorial by a couple of attorneys uh, saying, no, that must be on the ballot. We must get, get to vote on, on amending yeah. our pol- police department. So, you know, I'm losing, I'm losing faith that, that in Minneapolis, where there are 468,000 registered voters, I'm losing faith that, uh, that there's enough GLers there to, to turn the ship around. I really am losing faith. I, I don't even think it'll end up on the ballot. I, I think they're going to exclude us. You don't? Uh, no, I don't. Wow. I, I it has don't to. It has to be unless they're unless again that's another deconstruction of our American uh, system of uh, democracy. Well, of course it is. One of the options is to not put it on the ballot, and that's what's going to happen. 
I'm telling you right now. Yeah, oh, but God, I not, hope I'm wrong, wrong. I hope you are too, because not putting on the ballot, I'm still clinging to the belief that not putting it on the ballot means the Charter Commission, that's tantamount to the Charter Commission saying to the City Council, you're full of B as in B, S as in S. No, We're I'm not approving this. Do you think that'll happen, though? See, I'm under the impression that they cannot put it on the ballot and then do whatever the hell they want. No, that's not true. That's okay. not true. Okay. My my prediction, what they'll do today... Then I'm reading it wrong. Uh, my prediction is that they'll recommend against... Uh, that they'll send the city council alternative language for the amendment and then consider it. Uh, they'll. I, I, I would believe the Charter Commission might be looking for language that is more... Uh, definitive of there being actual police men and women on the streets. Wow. That's well, my prediction. Well, Kenny, earlier um, you had mentioned that you aren't seeing, uh, what was it you weren't, you aren't hearing uh, uh, sirens anymore in your neighborhood? It's weird. Well, I saw this, and I don't know, Joe, if you were going to get to this or not, but in the city of Chicago, this is so bizarre. Um, apparently the Chicago Police Department has replaced all sirens with the national anthem to force suspects to stop running and take a knee. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's what their plan is here in yeah, Minneapolis. Sure. Who knows? Either that or you got to wear the Flavor Flav clock, too. Boy, did that... <laughs> That was a big hit with the uh, with the promotions department, by the way. The Love flavor. that flavor flave clock. <laughs> Every kid has to have. Whoop whoop! Hey, I'm hey. coming up on 14 minutes next to you, Betsy. I gotta leave. Look at my flavor flave clock. <laughs> even even the folks on Jason's show in the morning and my talk love that. Yeah, <laughs> we're talk, they were talking about it on the air yesterday, Suge. <laughs> what are we gonna do about this, fellas? Uh, oh, mother of God! This is Mara Godfrey. Great cops reporter, St. Paul. After St. Paul police spotted a vehicle believed to have been stolen in an armed carjacking this weekend, the driver sped away and led officers on a chase, police say. In the end, police arrested three boys, two 13 and one 12-year-old. The Mercedes sedan was stolen in Minneapolis in the 1300 block of West 28th Street on Saturday, shortly before 12.40 a.m. St. Paul police officers saw the car about 3.10 p.m. Saturday in St. Paul's Frogtown. They tried to pull it over in the area of Chatsworth and Sherburn Avenue, but the vehicle fled. Police followed the Mercedes. The driver took Snelling Avenue into Roseville and beyond, where it went on Interstate 694 to Highway 100. St. Paul ended the pursuit at that point, but other law enforcement agencies, including the Minnesota State Patrol helicopter, continued. In the 3600 block of Bryan Avenue North in Minneapolis, three people from the vehicle got out and ran into an address. People, uh, Police surrounded the residents and tried to reach the suspects by phone, though they didn't respond, said John Elder of the Minneapolis Police. Police talked with relatives who weren't at the home, but who called the boys and got them to come outside, according to Elder. Officers arrested the boys on suspicion of armed robbery, receiving stolen property, and fleeing police. Okay. I'm I'm getting weary of having to point this out to these uh, un, these elected unworthies we have. This is not the fault of racism. This isn't the fault of pan of a pandemic. This isn't the fault of uh, uh, socioeconomic disappointment. This is the this isn't even the collapse of moral and ethical breakdown on the part of these three kids because they never had a chance to develop it. 
This is a family problem. These, these are clearly feral kids at that age out at 1 in the morning stealing cars. This has nothing to do with anything except they got a long life of, of tough behavior uh, before them unless they can be gotten to and saved. But these are kids who have never been given, by example, any moral or ethical clarity in their young lives. Nope. And it's, it's a shame. It's a sadness. Uh, and all the programs you can keep dreaming up uh, in both cities or in any city uh, closest to the country's tallest buildings, all the programs and all the money you keep spending will not make a dent on this. Do you think a new Department of Public Safety and Happy Thoughts w- w- would have prevented this? The answer is no. Not. No, of course not. I no, spoke no. with uh, with Jay Coles. We're going to have him on tomorrow's program. Good. And, um, boy, some of the stuff he was telling me. Kenny, well, it's you shocking. made a good decision. I, I, the, uh, this Mara story, Joe, was this in today's paper? Uh, it was published August 3rd. So Tuesday? Yesterday's paper. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, this was no. Monday. Monday. Monday, yeah. yeah. This was huge, huge news over uh, over the weekend on uh, Twitter because there's a number of uh, Crime Watch um, Twitter mm. accounts that follow this, and I was really surprised that this wasn't on the news on Sunday. I didn't see or hear anything about it until the week started. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the kind of thing that our TV stations and newspapers need to get on right away, instantly. Mm-hmm. The public needs to know about this. Is there a reluctance, do you guys believe, with the local news? Because, Kenny, I sense the same thing. Is there a reluctance to, to reporting things like this? Because I, I don't know. I know what Joe's answer is for the St. Paul paper, and he's right. They're just understaffed. You know, Omar's probably doing the work of five reporters right now. I guess yep. I'm going to the route of local local television. I'm not indicting anyone, by the way, but I'm wondering is it, yeah, it, but, if this is a decision because people get so overwhelmed by this, they'd rather I, see, the, yeah. see the story on the fluffy kitty that got a new haircut. I wonder the same thing, too. And I've, I've picked up the phone before and started screaming at Cole's. And he's like, I know, brother. I know, I know, I know, I know. And it's the same in all the newsrooms. It's it's the decision of the news director, you know. Well, part of it, too, is this is now a terribly common story. Boy, yeah, right. that's another thing. And there's so many yeah. to pick and choose from. It's uh, as with, common as a, a car fire or a semi-truck rollover, you know. It's every day. The biggest disappointment in my life, the biggest sadness uh, when it comes to newspapers, is just how much right now the reader doesn't realize they're getting covered. Doesn't yeah. realize how much news is missing from the newspaper. Yeah, and if you follow any of these Crime Watch uh, sites on Twitter, oh. you'll realize there's. We've gone from having a couple of car chases a day to having dozens of car ch- uh, police chases a day. I mean, Gottfried might as well open one of those closet doors that has been poorly uh, packed, and as she opens it, all this stuff just falls at her feet. How, how yeah. is she? She's doing, like you say, she's probably doing the work of five people. It's yeah. uh, that's that's a story for a different day. Uh, but isn't that something? Uh, on the same day, the Charter Commission uh, is going to vote on the disbanding of the police department. We learn of two 13-year-olds and a 12-year-old uh, stealing a Mercedes in the middle of the morning or early morning, and uh, they're young. They're just they're just kids. And everything you you would ever say about this, Fry, not that you're going to comment on this, but you you'll you'll continue to be wrong. You'll all continue to be wrong. The only yeah, as reason will your mayor right. 
the only reason this happened is because these are two kids who've never been given a chance. And I don't mean I don't mean an economic chance. They've never been given a chance to have morality. They've never been given a chance to know right from wrong. They've never been given a chance to have ethical clarity. And it's uh, I, I'm saying that with certitude, uh, certitude. Uh, I don't know why I would think otherwise. It's a it's yeah, a crying shame. Since the beginning of their lives, have been around this kind of nonsense. So, progressing to this is just the natural progression in their life. And I've mentioned this before, but I the the kids that I feel the worst for are the ones that are really trying hard to get out of that, and they basically have to do it on their own. Yeah, and many succeed. Yeah, and Tim Christopher helps many of them. Yes, he does. He said that we got something wrong. We were missing some point. Oh yeah, I saw that on uh, on, on the podcast on Twitter. Uh, what did we miss yesterday? Here, what what? Point? I'll text him really quick. Yeah. Have him on uh, next week, would you? Yeah, we need to get an we update from the We need to touch base with him. I need a car. I'm looking out the window, and I think there's a what? A, a growing chance of rain maybe later this afternoon? Mm, uh, uh, and, and I seriously don't have – I have two old British cars that are for enjoyment. They're not for practicality or utility. Are you kidding me? Uh, but if i got to take one of them today, i got to put the top up. That's going to require me to call about four neighbors to come on over. <laughs> uh, bring your tools. It'll take us about a half hour, but we'll get that top up. Why am I not at Schmel's taking care of this at Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood? Why? I got to get out. I got to get a car. I got to get a car. And I'm going to get it from Schmel's Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood, right at the southeast corner of Highway 36 and 61. I got to get out and check out this Atlas Crossport. 0% for 72 months on all new 2019 and 2020 VWs with deferred payment of 120 days. And that includes that new flagship, the 2020 Atlas Crossport. Also, uh, 0% interest for up to 60 months on certified pre owned vehicles. Here's what you do because you're going to get your own personalized sales appointment. Uh, go to go to the three great websites to study the inventory. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Select what you want, check it out, do your due diligence, and call Schmelz for your own personalized sales appointment and test drive. A buddy of mine even had Schmelz make him a car, in essence. Really? He, speci- he special ordered his luxury German sedan. That is cool. Yeah, and they delivered. It's a, a new Passat. It's fantastic. 651 In other words, he wanted a certain color that they didn't have an inventory or whatever. They'll find you whatever you want. 651-243-4316. That's Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. What does dedication, perseverance, resilience, and accomplishment best describe today? We think that would be the graduating classes of 2020. What we are most proud of for these graduates is their ability to overcome challenges and their pursuit of future opportunities. True to their perseverance and resiliency, these students found new ways to celebrate this milestone this spring. It puts a smile on all of our faces as we drive through those communities and still see hundreds of yard signs supporting these young people. These graduating students deserve the spotlight for they are Minnesota's future. Please join the Canopy Group in honoring your friends, relatives, and neighbors who represent the graduating classes of 2020. 
That's okay. <laughs> now I'm I used probably to did it, it again. Didn't University I? of sure Garage did, Logic, ninety-eight. College right, self-esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota, you'll pay no corporate or personal state income tax, get one of the lowest workers' comp rates in the country, see a lower cost of doing business, and your business won't be tied up, locked down, or hung up in red tape. Visit SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. You. Joe, listening to the 4 August podcast at work today, I wanted to reach out about automobile etiquette. I'm 33, and my father instilled in me that the driver of an older or appreciable specimen on four wheels deserves the recognition for keeping that beauty running. I'm a thumbs up or out the window. Sometimes I'll flash the lights in the daytime, followed by the thumbs up. Maybe the variance is due to background or upbringing. My father and I used to attend the car shows on Main Street in North St. Paul on Friday nights and the University Avenue hot riding on Friday and Saturday nights. Remember Porky's? Of course I do. Now that's a Minnesota tradition long gone. He also instilled the two-finger wave while I'm out riding my Harley. I think it's a recognition that's important to keep alive. Keep pushing back. Nick Webb from North Carolina, but currently in Kuwait. I just think that's marvelous that he gets to listen to us in Kuwait. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Yes, it is. That's, you know what that is? Technology and stuff. That's technology and stuff. To get a hold of the Reverend. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, he did respond because he had said, catching up on podcasts, you guys got it wrong on 8-3, which would have been Monday. The Monday show. And so I texted him and said, hey, Rev, what were we wrong about? Question mark. He says, hey, Chris, no, I'm not saying that you guys are wrong, but to sit there and act as if BLM has done nothing for the movement at all, that's why I say you're wrong. There are many black people who wouldn't have had any type of justice at all if not for Black Lives Matter. I don't believe in the movement as it is today, but if you're going to tell a story, tell both sides, not just one. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Let's have very good. Yeah, very Let's good. Very good. I'm going to text wise. him right now. Are you available uh, next week? We we would uh, this week can we do it tomorrow we can't we're we're chock full he he tweeted a picture of yesterday of what he was doing today yeah and uh, normally i'd be okay with this because it was a it was a picture of his golf bag hey, he's playing golf but his golf bag is green with the Packers logo on it. Oh, come on, on it. here. He knows how to get he people, is, doesn't he? He is trolling us. Yes, he he's that trolling. That is unacceptable, Reverend. Unacceptable. <laughs> we have two 48-hour ruling requests. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Moved into a new house in May, and the finished basement has a nice built-in entertainment center with three speaker cabinets, center, front, right, and left. The cabinets have doors with the speaker fabric covers. I buy speakers. Uh, did not own any before, and just slide them into the cabinets and close the doors. I think she'll notice the next time she turns on the TV. My defense, this is where they go. I left the boxes out in the garage in plain sight. I didn't start counting the hours until they were in place. They were bought online, curbside pickup, all these new wrinkles for when the clock starts. They're for the family to enjoy home movies, so I really got them for her, uh, practice appreciation input here. You're ruling, Mayor. You don't even need a ruling. Uh, this is from Jesse. That's not it. That's no. No, you, you did that for your family. Yep. It, it, that's sure. one of those deals where if you hadn't done it, she'd be asking you to do it. So that's well, you're you a don't, provider. Yeah. You don't need the 48 hour ruling. You are approved. You have not done a thing wrong. Uh, 48 hour rule or three prices you pay. Joe, my wife and I are young and we are savers. She being much more frugal than myself. I have recently taken up golfing 
and have noticed my bag now has a few holes, one of which has become large enough for a football to slip through if given the opportunity. I, being a proud GLer, thought of this as the perfect opportunity for a 48-hour ruling. I found a great deal on a bag from Dick's Sporting Goods website and ordered it on Saturday with the estimated arrival date being Monday. No, the bag was not the same color as my old bag. No gold fishing going on here. My wife is a nurse and works at the TCU Monday while I work from home. My plan was to throw all of my clubs in the new bag on Monday before she arrived home from work and set them in plain sight right in the middle of the garage. Just my luck, FedEx delays my shipment until Wednesday, the one day off in the week that my wife does not work and she will be home all day. I decided to be mostly honest with her and told her today that I am expecting a bag I got a great deal on. Though my 48-hour rule plan has failed, I am still holding out hope for the three prices you pay. Currently, I've paid paid two prices, the price I paid and the price I told her I paid. I am not looking forward to the third price, the price I'll pay when she finds out the price I paid, though I am sure that the third price is inevitable. (laughs) Keep pushing back and wish me luck, Tevin in Roseville. (laughs) Yeah, plus you got to throw in 50-50-90 rule, Tevin. you you got a 50-50 chance of being right on this, you're going to be wrong 90% of the time. And for all of you new listeners that have just found the podcast, or maybe some of you that uh, have been been with us for a while and want to refresh your Course, the all brand new garagelogic.com website has a full list of the lexicon and it's up to date because the mayor made a few additions just within the last week. Garagelogic.com. Check it out. The new website is phenomenal. I had a dad, his son, and mom, the, the mom and dad and the son, uh, come to my house Sunday to take delivery of a car. The, the son bought a used car I sold. And uh, the son and the dad are phenomenal uh, GL fans. Nice. And, and Dad looked at my car, uh, the convertible with the top down. He said, oh, are those the clubs? Did you pass? I said, yep. <laughs> and I said I, w- I said, I wasn't lying, was I? And he said, absolutely not. There they are in plain sight. And uh, I have long since passed that 48-hour rule with flying been colors. They've been, I can now say they've been here forever. What are you talking about? This they've been, been in that car for months. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but he noticed right away. Oh, that's where you had him, huh? I said, "Yep, yep." And only I know that I know that GLer and his son—they're great guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, only because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India, from our friend Tom Lyman. It's today's on this date in Minnesota history, August fifth, in 1945. On this day, actress Lonnie Anderson was born in St. Paul. Huh. She would achieve fame for her role in the television show WKRP in Cincinnati, and later her divorce from actor Burt Reynolds would provide reams of material for the tabloids. And on this day, I'd like to 19- solve the puzzle, Alex. <laughs> Burt, you no, I just want to know who he is. Who is Andre the Giant? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to know. In 1957, on this day, the Cincinnati Reds and the Detroit Tigers played an exhibition game at Metropolitan Stadium in Bloomington, drawing a record crowd of 21,783. The Tigers beat the Reds 6-5. to Oh, I bet that was festive, huh? A glimpse of what was to come. Oh, boy. Uh, which finally arrived in 1961 when the Twins arrived from Washington. That would have been the year after the stadium was built. It was built in 1956. Uh so it would have been a primitive version of, of Metropolitan Stadium. Because when did they make the renovations to it? Was it once the Twins were uh, yeah, announced it, that they it, were coming here? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got a book on that. It's called Once There Was a Ballpark. I've heard, heard about that. Yeah. Uh, 
And and on this day in 2012, Bobby Tufts is elected mayor of Dorset, Minnesota. He was four years old, the youngest mayor in the country. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's funny. I don't think that's funny. I don't know if he's still there. It's not. It was cute then, but yeah. Hey, we've kind of had a. We've had a heavy show. Can I give you thirty seconds of something I found on Twitter that really made me laugh? Not till I tell you about Ecofi. Oh, please do. Uh, You want a scooter? I'll get you a scooter. They got scooters at EcoFun that turn every errand into an adventure. They've got the full line of Yamaha motorcycles, great recreational equipment for young people, and that wonderful lineup of Bintelli e-bikes that, uh, with five levels of electric assist that uh, make hills a non-factor. Non-factor. Uh, they also have the helmets and the apparel and a great service program because Tim will send a truck through town. If you need service, he'll pick up your rig. Get it back to EcoFun, do the uh, servicing on it, and get it back to you. It's a really, really fun shop right there on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Uh, they're experts on the Bitelli e-bikes. They can answer all your questions, make the right recommendations, get you on your way to a summer of enjoyment. There's still a lot of summer left, even though today really smelled like fall when I went outside. Broke my heart. Uh, and anyway... Get to EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake right there on Highway 61 and start riding. You'll have a great time with EcoFun. All right, so the video caption reads the following. This was uh, dated February 2nd, 2019. For some reason, it, it was retweeted by a gentleman that I follow. It says, for the past month, every time I've walked past a gas station with my girlfriend, I've turned the listed price of gas into a spot for a fictional Ontario FM radio station. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Sardia's home for rock with less talk. 95.9, the Scorpion. Brantford's home for disco is 96.9, the Glitz. If you're listening to the greatest operas in Markham, you're listening to 95.9, Opera FM. 105.9 is your home for Blenheim's Yesterday's Hits. Oldies FM, Blenheim, Ontario. All right, it goes on for a little That's bit longer. That's fun. That's but, fun. But it reminded me of Rookie whenever you would have a duo. That's why yeah. I guess it made me chuckle, because that's what Rookie would always do. That was fun. He, uh, I wonder if the girlfriend was impressed. She was. She was always chuckling in the background while yeah. he was doing that. So. All right. That's See, fun. we had to have a laugh. We have I to think find so. a way to have a laugh. Hey, I don't, you know, I'm just a messenger. Right. I, I don't uh, make this stuff up. It's you not know. your fault. It's not my fault that the world's going to hell. <laughs> Jeez. And it really is. Oh, no. Look at this. Now, uh, Chris, Ron, send me Schmel's copy. I hope I didn't miss anything. No, you're good. I already, I pre Oh, we're it before good. You did we're spot, good. So we're yes. good. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right, GLers, thank you. Thank you. And push back. If you've got a Norwegian flag, don't take it down. No, do not take it down. Inform the idiots that they're idiots. Yes. <laughs> and get to Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Garden Stores. You can get... Something to hold that beautiful Norwegian flag or do what I did just a couple of weeks ago and get yourself the smoke fire from Weber. You will never go back to conventional grilling again. I promise you. The smoke fire from Weber is one of the best decisions that I ever made, and I have Mike Fratelloni to thank for that. And don't forget to download the PodMN app. It's the only podcast app made for Minnesota. Find past episodes of Garage Logic, and guess what? You get rewarded for every time you listen. Download it in the Apple or Google Play stores today. Pod MN. Listen local. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Garage Logic Podcast. Brah, brah. <laughs>